Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. I know on this Monday morning, you could be doing lots of different things, but you've taken your time to tune into my podcast. And for that, I really want to thank you. I know your time is valuable. I know you could be doing a myriad of different things. So from the heart, brother, thank you so much for tuning in. I intend to deliver on this Monday with some funny stories about stalkers, chicks losing their shooter marbles, stalker Texas Rangers, girls absolutely going crazy because of things that I've done, as well as other men that I've coached, friends of mine. And I'll even tell a story about a guy who stalked a girlfriend of mine who absolutely lost his shooter marble. So it's not only women that do this, guys do it too. But man, girls, <laughs> sometimes when they go crazy, bro, it's like Hurricane Ashley. Why do you think they name hurricanes after women, bro? Because they will fucking straight up destroy your entire life if they really want to. And guys do it too. Don't get me wrong. It's from both sides because emotions are very, very powerful. So over the last few weeks, I've been doing some serious stuff particularly last week about the episode about being a perfectionist as well as your belief systems that make you unattractive to women. I want to entertain you guys on this Monday and keep things lighthearted because being lighthearted, laughing, especially being willing to laugh at yourself and point out your own faults and smile at them knowing that had you not made those faults, you wouldn't have grown into the man you are today because faults and mistakes and things that you did that were stupid in the past are the rungs on the ladder of achievement. So while I'm not proud of a lot of these things, while I don't condone my behavior in the past that caused these women to behave in these ways, it's still kind of funny and I have learned from it. So therefore it was completely worth it. And hopefully this is gonna make for an interesting episode. Before I jump into today's content, I wanna read a super quick email that shot into my inbox this morning, completely unexpected from a client of mine named Jesse. What is up, Jesse? Jesse is in week six of the program and he just shot me this email. Bro, I pulled two models, legit tens out of a steakhouse that were sitting at another table in New York City last night. That never would have happened in my life before your program. Thank you. And Jesse, no problem, my friend. It's only gonna get better from here. You are in week six. You still got six weeks to go in the program. It's only going to get better and better and pulling models out of steakhouses or out of clubs or out of wherever the hell you happen to be is just going to be par for the course. You're going to be doing it literally every single day. And when you get really good, the kind of stuff that I'm going to talk about today is probably going to happen to you. So prepare yourself, brother. Get ready for those stalker Texas Rangers. All right, boys, let's jump into the content. So what I want to do is I want to kind of start with the more common, more mellow, more average type of stories. And then as I go through the stories. The last one is going to be the craziest one. Fucking true story. Cannot believe this happened, but I am going to reveal it in this episode. So first and foremost, girls lose their shooter marble. They come unpeeled. They turn into soccer Texas Ranger, and there's very little you can do about it because when you get good at this, when you become that 20% that gets 80% of the women, or in the case of the boys who go through my three-month coaching program, you become more like the 1%, like a Jesse where you're pulling models out of steakhouses that were sitting innocuously at a table, you roll up, grab their number, date them, get them so unbelievably attracted to you that before you know it, they're doing some crazy shit and acting in ways that you wouldn't fucking believe. All right, now it's not only women 
Men do this too, but women are, as you know, extremely emotional beings. And when they get attached to a dude, they fucking can go absolutely nuts and will do some shit that will blow your mind. So to begin this, I kind of want to talk about some of the common things that probably you guys have experienced too. And that amounts to women simply not being able to take the hint and or arguing with you or trying to convince you otherwise when you try to break it off with them. There's been so many instances where I've broken up with a girl, like clear as day, at least in my mind, that we're no longer seeing each other. This is over. Go ahead and move on. Don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. And the next day she'll like show up at my house wanting to hang out or send me a text that she's in love with me or like do some crazy shit where she's trying to like bring the relationship to the next level. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just broke up with you. Like literally, I think we should be friends. I really appreciate my time with you. I don't want to waste your time. So I think it's best we part ways. And she's like, yeah, okay, I understand. And like, this has happened dozens of times. The next day she texts me, she's like, so what are you doing this weekend? Or, hey, I just have to let you know, I'm totally in love with you. I've never felt this way. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I broke up with you yesterday or a week ago or sometimes, and you guys have experienced this too, a chick will show up after like six months and like creepily tell you about how she's like met a new dude and her life is so good and she's getting married. And you're like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't even remember your name until I saw it pop up in the text. Why are you explaining this to me? Like, I've had girls call me who I broke up with years ago, and they're like, hey, I just had to let you know that I'm over you now. I finally met a new guy. I'm like, over me now? It's been like two years. Are you kidding me? It took you that long to get over me. Yeah, man, when they get really emotional, and when you get really good at this stuff, and you know how to elicit that attraction in the right way, you know how to be chivalrous, but at the same time, not to be fucked with, control the frame, lead her to where she wants to be led, but at the same time, be that dude who I talked about in that female hypergamy episode I released a couple weeks ago. When you're that dude, I'm telling you, man, they go into Stalker, Texas Ranger. They'll like show up at your house. They will follow you. They'll even stalk your friends, which is something I'm going to talk about in a minute here. And it's fucking crazy. So you have to understand that when you are doing this game, you are playing with fire and you can get burned. You can get burned as a lot of you guys have experienced. So in my program, I even include a protocol of how to push women away in the right way so they don't come unpeeled like in the stories I'm about to share. All right, so the first story is when I broke up with this girl. This is so horrible, man. Oh, this was like one of the worst days of my life because it was just so uncomfortable. So this girl comes over, we'd been dating for a couple months and I was over it and I was like, hey, listen, you know, I don't think we're right for each other. And this is what you say, guys, okay? If you wanna write this down, I strongly suggest it, but this is how you justify breaking it off with a girl kind of in the female mind, is you make it all about not wanting to waste their time and you make it all about a lack of chemistry and a lack of like companionship or compatibility. Okay, so I did the old spiel, right? Like we've been dating, I really like you, I think you're a great girl, but I just don't feel like we have the chemistry and the compatibility to justify continuing this forward. I don't wanna waste your time, so I think it's best we part ways. I wish you nothing but the best. Honestly, you're an amazing girl and I think there's a much better guy out there for you. So I do that whole spiel to this girl, real hot girl too, solid nine, blonde girl, blue eyes, really my type, smoking body, just super banging. But she was kind of negative. She was young. She was, uh, I think she was 17 years younger than me. 
kind of didn't have the mentality that I wanted in a woman. Too negative. I like really positive girls. So I blew her off. So she gets in her car, and I remember this so fucking clearly. She had this, like, black Dodge Charger with, like, blacked out windows. Because hot girls, by the way, guys, you may not know this, hot girls need tint because that's how hot they are, that people just, like, stare at them and shit like that. So she's, like, blacked out. It looked like one of those cars that like a vampire would drive, right? Like completely blacked out. She fucking goes speeding off. She's like, fine, fuck it. I didn't want you anyway. She gets in her car and I was like, oh my hell, here we go. She goes speeding off, bro. And she fucking hits a car, dude. She hits a parked car. And I was like, oh no, what the hell? So I run over there. I'm like, hey, are you okay? She's like, yeah. She's like crying. And I'm like, all right, listen, we have to leave a note on this dude's car. Um, her car was pretty fucked up, so it couldn't drive. Her like tire was rubbing against the fender. So we park her car, and I had to drive her home, and she lived like 30 minutes away. So we get in my car. She leaves her car at my house, right? So I got to deal with her again down the road. And the whole time, she's just crying like, I thought I was right for you. I thought that we had a future together. Like, how could you do this to me? And now you made – look at what she said. Now you made me crash my car. Okay, this is exactly why I didn't want to be with this girl. Look at the mentality. She had the, I'm a victim of external circumstances rather than taking responsibility for her own actions kind of mentality, which is exactly why I blew her out. So I had to sit here with this chick for fucking 30 minutes as I drive her home. And then later I had to like arrange for her to come over and grab her car because she was in my parking space, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, she gets out of the car and she slams the door so hard it almost knocked the fillings out of my molars, dude. It was just like, boom, she slams the door and she runs off and she's like taking off her jacket and ripping off her purse and like trying to get into her house crying and fucking boogers everywhere. And it was horrible, dude, horrible. So, you know, when you blow a girl out, now what I do or what I suggest my guys do is look, when you've been dating a girl for, let's say, less than a month, couple dates, in my opinion, a text is okay. Anything longer than, I don't know, three weeks to a month, probably a phone call. And then when you've been dating them for a long time, you've got to do that shit in person. But I have done it over the phone call with girls that I've been dating for a long time because of that incident. I didn't want another girl fucking charging off in her car and hitting a parked car. Like she did this long ass Brody, dude. She's like, and she got it out of control, drifting around the corner, fucking 90 degree drift right into a car. And I was like, oh my God, what a fucking nightmare. The shit that guys will do just to have sex with the hot girl is unbelievable. And that was me, man. You know, she wasn't right for me for the beginning, but I did that because she was so hot, dude. God, she was banging. Ah, but ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth it. All right. So the next story is about a girl who absolutely lost her fucking composure, lost her goddamn mind, turned into a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker right there in the bar in the nightclubs. So a lot of times, and this is generally speaking, happens all the time. Girls will be attracted to me in the bars and the nightclubs. They'll be attracted to you. And they'll start kind of having enemies within the clubs that are like other girls. So you get the girls who kind of show up to the same clubs and the nightclubs on the same nights. We all have our schedules. And you'll have little factions of girls who are all into you. And they're all pissed off at each other. And all they do is talk shit about each other when you're talking to them. So naturally, when I go to the bars and the nightclubs, I make friends with lots of different girls and they have their little groups. And I always go for the hot girl and like her friends are always around and I'm always nice to them too. 
But what happens is they basically create a faction that's like against group A and group A hates group C and group C talks shit about group F and it's just this big goddamn drama because, you know, girls are dramatic, man. That's kind of how they are. They're all about relationships. So oftentimes they'll talk shit about each other and they'll get into fights. And so one time I'm talking to these girls and this one girl's really into it and I hadn't hooked up with her yet. I was doing like a campaign and I had just talked to, let's call it girl group A. So one girl, a fat girl from girl group A comes over and she starts talking shit to one of the other girls. Next thing you know, I swear to fucking God, there's like a brawl between the two groups, kind of like over me. I was the instigator. And I'll tell you what, when a girl gets a grip on another girl's hair, do you know how impossible that is to release that grip? It's absolutely scientifically impossible to get a hand open when it's got fucking hair in his hand. So these girls have each other by the hair and they're just fucking socking each other. Like imagine a hockey fight, right? They grab the fucking jerseys and then they're just like, whap, 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 these two chicks. We're like hot too. Like stilettos flying everywhere, hair getting pulled out, fucking eyelashes falling off, just fucking whap, whap, whap. Like, oh my God. Bouncers come over. We're like trying to separate these chicks. Eventually they let go and I carry one off. The other guy carries another girl off and we had to like separate them. And actually the girl that instigated it got thrown to that, out of that club. I got talked to by management, like what happened here? And it was just a big old fucking mess. So listen, again, you're playing with fire and I've come up with strategies to try to prevent that fire as much as possible. One of which I'm gonna share with you here. But invariably brother, when you get really good with women, and when you cycle through a lot of them and when you get really good at attracting them initially, going up, spitting game, getting girls super into you, this kind of shit's going to happen, man. It's like no way to avoid it. And really, the only thing you can do is kind of laugh and try to, although it's difficult, it's like try to not get a girl attracted to you is kind of harder than getting a girl attracted to you in a lot of ways because it's like the more you try to get her not attracted to you, the more she gets attracted to you because it's coming from a place of not caring and not caring is what gets chicks attracted to you, you know? So invariably this is gonna happen. But what I do is this, is before it gets to that level of boiling point, before these chicks start fighting and start mad mugging each other and really being bitches to each other, they will say to me, why are you talking to those sluts? They're fucking at every bar and every nightclub. They're sluts. I see them talking to lots of guys, which is probably true, but I don't give a shit. Or maybe they're just trying to talk shit. And I say to them this, I say, listen, they're cool. You know, they're positive. They're fun to talk to. I wouldn't be talking to them if they were haters. I wouldn't be talking to them if they talk shit about you, which they haven't. Let me ask you, you're not a hater, are you? So what I do is she's basically hating on them. I say the reason I like them is because they're cool, they're positive, they're not haters, they're fun to talk to. And then I turn it around on her and I say, you're not a hater, are you? And of course she's gonna say, no, no, I'm not a hater. And I'll be like, cool, all right, so what's going on? How are you guys going tonight? And I change the subject. But in so saying that she's not a hater, she has to behave as not a hater from that point forward. You know, as an alpha male, as a dude who pulls lots of girls, you have to become almost like a politician or like a lawyer or like a FBI negotiator where you can talk girls out of their fucking craziness. So that's what I often say. And that prevents girls from oftentimes losing their shooter marble and doing shit that will blow your mind, like getting into a big brawl. It's like two English Premier League soccer teams brawling on the streets of Manchester City 
about a soccer game and everybody gets knocked out. It was seriously like that. I've also had girls fucking grab me, throw me up against the wall, yell at me. There's this one chick in particular, this Mexican chick. She was super hot, like a little fireball. She would get ready, bro. Like she would get herself all done up, come to the nightclub alone just to talk to me. She told me that many times. I'm just here alone. I just want to talk to you. And one day I was talking to another girl. Suddenly this little fireball, like she's like 5'4", skinny, banging ass body, grabs me with the power of Zeus himself, throws me up against this brick wall, pins me there and starts like pointing a finger in my face and yelling at me. She's like, I've been coming here. You've been flirting with me. You've been doing this. You've been doing that. I'm in love with you. Why the fuck are you talking to those other girls? Look at me. I'm hot. I'm hot, right? I'm hot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're hot. God, God, please don't kill me. I'm hot, aren't I? Yeah, dude, you're so sexy. You're so sexy. And she's like, then why won't you sleep with me? Why won't you be with me? And I was like, yo, I told you, I don't hook up with girls. I meet at the clubs. Then why are you talking to all these other girls? I'm social. I like to talk to people. Relax. In fact, I've been thinking about dating you, but when you act like this, this fucking turns me off. This is a deal breaker right now. And then she starts crying and she's like, I know, but I just... I'm just like so into you and I just feel like we're so compatible and you don't see it. I don't know why you don't see it. I'm like, I see it, sweetie. I swear. I just need more time. You know, I don't take girls at the clubs. Like, chill out. You got to like not do this. And all the other girls are watching it. Now, what happens to the other girls who are watching it? Okay. They're getting more attracted to me because they're seeing, dude, this fucking hot girl has completely lost her mind over this dude. Who is this guy? What does he have that has made this girl this crazy? And then it just makes you more attractive. And so, by the way, did the girls fighting over me? If it was obvious to all the other girls in the nightclub that these chicks were fighting over me, that would have made me 100 times more attractive, and frankly, it did. So when you get girls kind of fighting over you, you have to like put out the fire by saying fighting is unattractive to you. You're not a hater, are you? And she says, no, she jumps through your hoop. She's going to behave in a way where she's not a hater, but invariably this shit's going to happen. I mean, there's so many stories. I'm just picking out the ones that are the most prevalent to me. And another thing, guys, I'm really not trying to brag here. In fact, I feel kind of guilty about this and in a lot of ways I'm not proud of it. And listen, it's not just me. This shit happens to my clients. This shit happens to all guys who are highly attractive. But I'm just letting you know that this is going to happen to you when you get exceptionally good with women. So really, like before you join my three-month program, I need you to kind of get comfortable with the fact that this shit's going to happen. You are going to be stalked. You are going to be yelled at. There's shit that's going to pop off. Another thing that happened real quick, I know I'm kind of already at 20 minutes. I got to kick this into high gear is I made out with three girls like super quick within the space of like five minutes. I just wanted to see if I could do it. And this group of girls came up to me yelling at me. You're a fucking slut. You're an asshole. I can't believe you do that. What does your mom think of you? Now, as I teach in frame control, you agree and amplify. Because if you try to argue against them and convince them that you're a good guy, no, I just I just wanted to kiss them, I don't know, I just like super turned on by them, it's gonna blow up in your face. So you have to agree with what they're saying. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. What does your mom think of you? And amplify it. And I said, my mom's so proud of me. I call her after every night here in the nightclub and I'm like, mom, I kissed three girls in the space of five minutes. High five, mom. And I was laughing about it, but here's what happened is that group of girls was attracted to me. They wanted to come talk to me. And by the way, the girl who was yelling at me was super cute and I had my eye on her. But because I made out with three girls super fast, just something I was just experimenting with, 
I got blown out in my opportunity with that girl because she saw me do that, which is why I do not suggest you guys make out with girls at clubs. I suggest you do not shit where you eat. So these girls are yelling at me and like the old finger, right? Chicks do this all the time. They like point the finger in your face like an old nun at the Christian school saying, you shouldn't have done that. You are going to be damned. You are a piece of shit. So this girl's like waving her finger in my face. And I'm like, my mom loves me. She's so proud of me. I'm going to call her right now and tell her not only about these three girls I just made out with. I'm going to tell her about you. In fact, here, here, let's get on FaceTime. Here, come here, come here. She's like, fuck you. Get out of here. I'm not going to get in FaceTime with your mom. And that's the way I dealt with it. But again, when I moved to Colorado, which was 10 years ago, I really realized that you can't shit where you eat. You can't be a dog. You can't treat women this way because it's going to blow up in your face. Now, I have lots of different ways that I can cycle through lots of women. I can talk to lots of girls because let's be honest, we're looking for our queen and it's going to take hundreds, even thousands of girls talking to, dating, kissing, and yeah, even having sex with to figure out who your queen is. So we're opening up a can of worms here. But it's a can of worms worth opening. And once I got to Colorado, I realized how not to shit where I eat, how not to piss these girls off, how not to turn these chicks into mushroom cloud land motherfuckers or Hurricane Ashley, because I'm telling you, that's what they become. So there's certain ways to do it. Too much to go into in this coaching program. But again, it's not making out with girls. It's not obviously hooking up with girls in front of other girls. That's going to keep you safe and really be careful who you have sex with. You know, anytime I got a warning sign, I would always pull the eject cord and get the fuck out of there. And that's why in my first date protocol, I could get out within 20 minutes. I had it set up so that I could abort mission. I would ask specific questions. Tell me about your ex-boyfriend is maybe one of them. What's the worst thing about your best friend? If she's talking shit about her best friend, then she's going to talk shit about you. Has she ever been to jail? Has she ever fucking hit another girl? Has she ever stalked a guy? I find out these things in very subtle ways so that I can abort mission before it happens to me. All right, the next story is about how I was stalked by a girl because my best friend made her fall in love with him so deeply that he rejected her, wouldn't answer her calls, wouldn't deal with her at all. She befriended me in a way that I didn't know their history with her and my best friend. So she started befriending me and calling me. And I was like a beta cuck at this time. This is back when I was horrible with women. I didn't understand the psychology. This chick was a master manipulator. She totally got into my head. I thought her and I were friends. She totally used me. And yeah, she was totally hot. And maybe, and I hate to admit this, I'm very ashamed of it. Maybe I thought I had a chance with her. I was literally like 21 years old. I was a super long time ago, but my buddy who I've talked about many times in this podcast, some of him, which I preface my own coaching upon, was so good with women. This guy was a natural upon natural. This guy was a natural ladies man in every sense of the word. Pulls this super hot blonde, breaks up with her. She starts calling me, convincing me that her and I are friends, trying to get information from me. At least I was smart enough at that time not to tell her that he was sleeping with a bunch of different chicks and to keep certain pieces of information about his social life out of her hands. But she gets me really, really emotionally connected to her. Then what she does is she starts prying for information about my buddy. I finally figure out my fucking thick head finally deduces that this chick is just using me to get back to my buddy. So I blow her off. I'm like, hey, listen, we can't talk anymore. It's not fair to my friend. 
uh, we're done. So then she stalks me. She follows me to where I was working at the time, which was 24-hour fitness. I was selling uh, fitness memberships. She follows me there, figures out where I work, calls my boss and complains about me that said I made sexually lewd gestures towards her while trying to sell her a membership and tries to get me fired. Okay, check this out. She's with my buddy. It doesn't even have to do with me. Then he blows her off. She gets connected to me somehow, gets me to be friends with her, gets me to trust her, tries to manipulate me. I finally figure out what's happening. I tell her no, and then she tries to get me fired. Hurricane Natalie up in this motherfucker, right? This is the shit that chicks will do and guys will do too. And here's my next story. My girlfriend, I'm not going to say what her name is because this is such a serious situation. I'm just going to keep it private was stalked by a dude to the point where she had to change her number, she had to move, she had to completely change her look, and this guy would keep finding her. He actually, and I don't even know how this happened, after being blocked by her on every possible social media, telephone, every possible way, he somehow figured out a way to tap into like the phone lines. I think he worked with like the phone company or something and was sending her texts by like tapping into the phone line somehow, figured out her new number and was like texting her, showing up at her house, like she has a restraining order on this dude. Shit gets real. Shit gets fucking real. And this, by the way, is why I'm gonna teach my daughter Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, as well as firearms training, as well as Muay Thai kickboxing by the time she's four years old until she's 18, bro. I'm turning that chick into a fucking spec ops ninja in every possible way because people go crazy and they do shit you wouldn't fucking believe. Other stories are girls showing up at my house. Dude, this one time my fucking idiot roommate let a girl into my fucking room when I had broken up with her the week before. I was out at the nightclubs. I come home with the different girls. Swear to fucking God this is true. And there's a girl in my bed. And I'm like, yo, what, what the fuck, Eric? Like, what, what is this? He's like, bro, like, I thought you were still seeing her. I didn't know. She just said that she was drunk and she needed a place to stay. So, dude, I have this girl with me. There's a girl in my bed. The girl with me thinks it's my girlfriend. The girl in the bed is pretending to be my girlfriend, completely psychotic. She's, like, got one eyeball facing her nose and the other eyeball facing the ceiling because she's completely lost her shooter marble and is insane and is saying that she's my girlfriend. She's in my bed. This other girl's like, hey, I got to go. I'm going to get an Uber. And I'm like, what the fuck, Eric? What are you doing? He's like, sorry, bro, I didn't know. And I'm like, girl, you got to go. She's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm drunk. I can't drive. And the whole thing just blew up in my face. So I up going and sleeping in my car. I'm like, Eric, you need to have this chick out of here in the morning. Then I have to call her on the phone and say, yo, we are done. You cannot do this shit. You cannot show up and get into my bed. I've also had girls show up and try to give me STDs after we've broken up. Swear to God, this is true. This girl, and it's since been cured, boys, since been cured, gave me fucking um, like penis warts or whatever. She had like some, this is really embarrassing. I can't believe I'm admitting this. It's clear though. I am clear to go. STD superhighway is clear. Shoot it down that freeway at 150 miles per hour. You are clear, my son. But this girl comes over. She's like, I haven't been with anybody else. I just miss you so much. And I'm going to admit, boys, she was hot as hell and the sex was bomb. So I was like, yo, let's just dip into this. I dip into it. Apparently she got, I think it was crabs. I don't know what it was. It's so embarrassing, boys. God, this sucks to talk about. And she gave it to me. Next thing I know, I'm like, Willie Lomp Lomp. She gave me chlamydia as well as this whatever it was. I had to go to the doctors and get on all this stuff. After that, bro, I never let the horse out of the stable without a saddle. I never dipped into that squish mitten without covering up my red helmeted warrior and making sure that fucker was safe. 
Right now, I'm completely clear. We are good to go, but this is what chicks will do. They will give you an STD because you broke your heart that bad. Seriously, this is what you're dealing with, boys. So always strap up. And if you join my program, you better go get yourself a bulk supply of condoms because when you're in the program, you are going to get more ass than a toilet seat. All right, so many more stories to go, but I got to wrap this up. We're at ready 30 minutes. So here we go. The creme de la creme story craziest thing that ever happened to me with a psychotic girl, a stalker, Texas Ranger. All right. So I'm at the nightclubs. I'm killing it. Things are going great. And I meet this girl that is so, oh, oh, oh my type boys, tight body, fucking five, eight black hair, blue eyes, bob cut, smoking tits, perfect ass, thigh gap, belly button ring. And she showed it to me just banging super good style, super good personality, smelt, like a goddess and like the skin of just a newborn baby, man. This chick was so fucking hot. Okay. So I'm like, yo, I, I can't contain myself. I got to get this tonight. So I'm like spitting the meanest game. I'm absolutely crushing it. We're kind of like on the smoking deck. We're kind of like making out and we're kind of like really flirting with each other. And I'd been like hooking up with this other girl. And sure enough, man, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to get into any legal issues just in case. But sure enough, homegirl shows up with their friends. Okay, so she's like outside the smoking section, kind of outside. And she starts yelling. She's like, Mark, you're a fucking slut. You fucking asshole. And she starts trying to attack me. Her friends are holding her back. The super hot girl who looks like the perfect version of Cleopatra is like, what's going on here? I'm like, oh, I broke up with her weeks ago. She kind of got sprung. And I knew this was kind of helping my case, right? So I'm like, don't even worry about it. Her friends will pull her away. So her friends pull her away. And it was so funny. She calls me a slut. And that really stands out in my mind because it's like, I don't know. I've never really been called a slut. I've been called a man whore. I've been called a piece of shit. I've been called everything under the sun, but never a slut until that day. So she goes away and I think everything's fine. So I'm hooking up with this girl. I eventually yank her over to a diner and then I get her back to my car. We get up to my car and my fucking passenger window has been completely smashed out with a brick. Passenger window is fucking boom, blown up by Hurricane Ashley. Her, her name wasn't Ashley. I'm just saying Hurricane Ashley comes up. I used to park it at the very top of this parking garage in this individual space where there's nobody who could get in next to me because I'm very anal with my car. I have 100,000 miles on my Toyota 4Runner and I still park it way out in the end of the parking lot so nobody can park next to me. But sure enough, even when I park it way out there in buttfuck Egypt, some slapjack comes and parks right next to me. I don't understand it. It's the law of attraction. The more you worry about it, the more you create it in your life. And that there is proof that the law of attraction is real. So anyway, I park it at the top of this parking garage and it was right next to the stairwell. The stairwell's door was being held open by this brick. Okay, so it was one of those like gray bricks that it wasn't red. It was the one that had the hole in the middle, pretty heavy. So I know it was her. I don't have evidence. No fingerprints were taken, but I know it was her because she was one of the few girls who I showed where I parked. And of course, what just happened? She completely lost her shit. She wanted to come attack me. And then she walks off. So she goes up there, probably with her friends, picks up the brick, does the old soccer throw over the head, wham, right into my goddamn passenger window, busts it out completely, scratched the shit out of my door because the brick fell down my door, glass all inside my car, everywhere. I walk up with this solid goddamn 10 Cleopatra chick, and she's like, oh my God. And I was like, 
dude, that was that chick that did that. I'm 100% positive. And she's like, who is this guy, right? Like, what am I going to do? But I still get her in the car, clean out all the glass, take her home with the fucking window down. It was like probably fall. It was really cold. And I'm blasting the heater, get her home. And I did my thing with her that night. But this girl found out where I parked and fucking broke my passenger window with a goddamn brick. That's the level that I'm talking about when girls lose their shit. Okay, guys too. Guys too, it's not just women's fault. But when you get into this game, just warning you, man, just warning you, don't shit where you eat. Don't be hooking up with girls in front of other girls. Keep it very under the table, okay? I flirt with all the girls. And when they accuse me of being a flirt, when they accuse me of being a player, I do as I teach you guys, agree and amplify, reframe it however I have to. It's no big deal, but I don't even yank numbers in front of other girls. I have certain places in the bars and the nightclubs where I take girls like a dark corner and I'm like, here, I really don't like to take girls numbers in bars and nightclubs. So let's keep this discreet. And I'll hand her my phone like under the bar. She'll quickly put her number in it. And then boom, I'll tuck it back in the pocket. I'm not going to be kissing girls. I'm not going to be even flirting overly with girls in the nightclubs. I'll get them super attracted to me until I can yank their number. And then I'll take them on a date outside of where every other girl can see it. And then when I get accused of being a player, I'll say straight up, yeah, do you see me taking numbers? She'll say no. I'll be like, do you see me making out with girls? No. Yeah, I'm social. I like to talk to people just like I'm talking to you. And by the way, I don't like people who are haters. You're not a hater, are you? No, I'm not a hater. Perfect. So la, 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 and you continue on the conversation. So that's the way to prevent it from happening. And most of the stuff happened when I was in Arizona, when I was a dog, when I was just going blowing through girls one after the other, making out with chicks in nightclubs, being that player. And it fucks up your reputation. It really does. And that's part of the reason I had to move to Colorado is because I blew out my own reputation by being a player, by being a dog, by being a douche canoe. So that's the story for today, boys. I hope you got some entertainment out of it as well as some lessons out of it. God knows there's a lot more stories. As I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, I should have talked about that one and that one, but that's a pretty good sum up and maybe I'll do this again in the future. But I'm telling you, man, be careful because if you show them where you park your car, particularly when you're out at the bars and the nightclubs killing it week after week, you too will end up with a fucking brick through your window and have to drive around for two weeks with saran wrap and duct tape (laughs) covering your window. And that's what happened to me. And I I can laugh at it now because it's funny, but that was my fault. I created that situation by being stupid and by shitting where I eat. Don't do that. Learn from your uncle Mark Singh. Don't do things with women that could come back to bite you in the ass. It's going to. There's no way to avoid it. You're going to have to deal with this stuff. But when you're smart about it and you try to think tactically and you try to think like a negotiator, a lawyer, a tactician, you can prevent a lot of this stuff from happening to you. And that too is taught in my three-month coaching program. All right, boys, I hope this Monday treats you well. I'm dropping a really good one about five typical questions that I get asked over and over and over again by guys and the answers to them. So make sure to stay tuned for that one. In the meantime, have a great week, kick some ass, and know that when you get really good with women, those stalker Texas Rangers are just an inevitable part of being really, really attractive. So it's okay. You can laugh at it. Just work smart and you'll be able to prevent a lot of the dramas that I have been through. I've been there for you first so that you can avoid it. And by the way, if you want to meet with me on a free one-on-one breakthrough session, go to my website, coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching, fill in the quick application, and we will get on that one-on-one call together. All right, gentlemen, have a great week and I will see you in the next episode.